Welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. Kintsugi Life is about learning, growing and strengthening from the times of adversity and challenge that we all go through. It's about valuing them as part of what makes us who we are. Right now, let's get into the content. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the value of silence in a peaceful and productive life and sharing why I believe that keeping quiet can be your superpower if you choose to adopt it. Summer's gone, lockdown has ended and the kids are back at school, for now at least. Silence has descended over the house once again. Blissful, comforting silence. All I can hear at this moment are the birds in the trees, the hum of a distant lawnmower and the washing machine spinning in the kitchen. Otherwise, all's peaceful. I love silence. I've always preferred it as the audible backdrop to my life. Having my wife and kids at home for six months during lockdown was a great blessing in many ways. Peace and serenity were sorely lacking at times though. I'm unashamed and glad that silence prevails once again. Like the relief that comes when a distant security alarm stops ringing incessantly, I've felt waves of tension disappear as I once again enjoy the quiet of my surroundings at home. The sound of silence. I tend to find noise stressful and disruptive when I'm working or trying to relax. I don't want to be thought of as an intolerant bore by my family and I try and accommodate their needs and freedoms while making sure that my desire for peace and quiet is met too. I'm mindful that they have to compromise too to meet this and we all play a part in finding balance. It's particularly challenging to do in a world where noise, distractions and fake news are ever present and thrust into our lives from all angles. How then can we try and bring about peace and encourage silence in our lives? What can we do to make it so? I was reminded of the quote following as I listened to one of my favourite books, Ego is the Enemy, by Ryan Holiday during my morning walk. And it's a quote from Hesiod who said that man's best treasure is a thrifty tongue. Silence is golden. To be conscious and mindful of how you contribute to or maintain that silence is a power something to be nurtured and valued. The sentiment behind that quote, I think, is that there are many benefits that can be felt from keeping our mouths closed, besides maintaining the peace. I've struggled to warn to those who feel a need to potentially fill silence with their voice and their noise, regardless of whether they have anything useful or interesting to say. The saying that we have two ears and one mouth, and we should use them in that ratio, seems completely logical and reasonable to me. I do get it though, sometimes we get overtaken by our ego and feel compelled to share our innermost thoughts and the trivial details of our lives with others as if they should give a damn. We act as though others must be desperate to hear our plans, opinions and the details of our goals. We flatter ourselves that they should care about our hopes and aspirations. We forget that everyone is focused on their own lives, fighting their own battles and has scarcely the attention or energy let alone the interest to hear about ours. In his book, Ryan Holiday describes the fallacy of thinking that by telling others of our audacious audacious goals, that somehow it will heighten our chances of achieving them. The notion that through sharing we become accountable to others may seem logical and may even hold true for some. 
It seems just as likely that if we're going to succeed at something and are committed to putting in the work to get there, then we'll succeed or fail anyway, regardless of notional commitments we've made to others. The greatest accountability comes from making the commitment to ourselves and knowing deep down whether we've done the necessary work to succeed. More often, the frequent and unfiltered sharing of goals, plans and visions earns us the label of all talk and no action, when we then do little to make progress against what we've said we're going to do. The converse to those who just talk is those who do, the individuals who quietly get on with things, grafting away behind the scenes without fanfare or announcement. In my experience, they're the ones who get things done. So why can't we be more like them? Anything for a quiet life. In the book The Prophet by Khalil Gibran, the parable on talking struck me as pertinent. He said, you talk when you cease to be at peace with your thoughts, and when you can no longer dwell in the solitude of your heart, you live in your lips, and sound is a diversion and a pastime. If we're truly at peace with our thoughts, our emotions, our opinions and our dreams, then there's little need to talk about them. Naturally, there are times when discussion of these is entirely valid, but it's not always necessary, or at least not as often as many seem to believe it to be. When we feel compelled to talk about such things, maybe it's a good sign that we're not being genuine, congruent with our values, or honest with ourselves in what we're prioritising. The second part of that quote is equally poignant and speaks to the serenity that can be enjoyed when we, compl when we feel complete in our and whole in ourselves. At that point, we can dwell in the solitude of our heart. I've struggled at times to enjoy such serenity, but I'm fortunate to have occasionally experienced it nonetheless. I recognise that it comes as a result of introspection and reflection, and needs to be worked at and maintained daily. To feel complete in ourselves and happy in our own skin, and to dwell in the solitude, is a skill and it takes practice. It's intriguing to think of the alternatives to that state of peace as being to live in our lips, where talking is a distraction from the lack that we sense and the pain of not feeling content and centred unless we're making a noise. When all's well, it's often necessary to say very little at all. Instead, our focus can be upon enjoying the, inner, the sense of inner calm as we revel in our peace of mind. Silence as an alternative. My perspective is skewed, of course, and massively one-sided. I prefer silence and calm in my life but others may favour, favour, hubbub and bustle. I'm a long-term home worker and relish it, but many of my colleagues are struggling with the isolation since it was forced upon them. There are many sizes and none of them fits us all. What I'm advocating for is the merits of feeling just a little more at peace with silence. There isn't always a need to fill space with white noise just for the sake of it. The absence of background noise epitomises serene environments and typifies harmonious, contented relationships. They aren't always quiet, but the happy state doesn't depend on distraction provided by background noise. They are essentially peaceful as they are. A goal that's declared publicly won't necessarily provide accountability or assure success unless you're willing to put in the work too. Even then, why not quietly but resolutely work away at it behind the scenes rather than telling everyone how hard you're working? Why not let your results speak for themselves? One of my fondest memories of lockdown is of my wife regularly joining me for my early morning walks. 
It was a prized daily opportunity for us to spend quality time together before waking our teenage kids for home school. We'd use the time to speculate on the craziness that prevailed in the world around us, or to make plans for family celebrations that might be held once we had the freedom to move around the country again. Just as often, we'd walk hand in hand, saying nothing. We relished the silence and took in the sights and sounds of the surrounding countryside, without feeling compelled to speak. Those moments of peace and silence were treasured, particularly at a time when life at home and in the wider world was chaotic and noisy. Silence comes in many forms and in many scenarios, not just in isolation or when ambient noise is cancelled out. It's an overall state of being, a way of existing in the world. As Khalil Gibran puts it, to live in silence means to be at peace with our thoughts and content to live in the heart rather than having to distract ourselves by making noise. So I hope that's helped you understand at least my perspective on silence and maybe it's prompted you to think about trying to live in silence a little bit more or just have a little bit more peace and quiet in your life as a potential route to feeling better about things. If you think there's some value in that idea I'd welcome you sharing it and leaving me feedback and in the meantime this is Toby from Kintsugi Life saying goodbye. You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on toby at tobyhazelwood.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one. And I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye.